This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So what a beautiful ministry you have. Yes? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I'm not coming in here going, this is what's wrong and this is what's wrong. I'm like, you guys are doing it right, you know. There's something beautiful that's happening here that's the grace is awakening in you, around you, through you. And it shows in your, in your day-to-day experience. It shows in your leaders. It shows in the energy that's here. And that, that's not something you could really teach. So as Reverend Jane said, I've been doing this for far too long. But you know, I remember a story one of my mentors uh, from years ago shared with me. She says, you know, Denise, when, when you're doing uh, church, sometimes you want to use um, physical objects to demonstrate your idea. So she, so she gave me this idea. She said, uh, this one minister brought in these four canisters. And each canister had uh, something different. The first canister had alcohol. The second canister had cigarette smoke. The third canister had uh, chocolate syrup. (laughs) My favorite. And then the fourth one had this good, clean soil. And so um, she said, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a worm in every one of these containers. And after my talk, we'll see how they're doing. This is her lesson, right? So as you could tell, she's going to be doing a sermon that, that day, right, of how we should act and how we should be. So she finishes her sermon, and so she says, so, so let's see how the worms are doing. And she, she looks in the first canister, and sure enough, the one in the alcohol, the worm is dead. And then she looks at the second canister, and the worm that's in the cigarette smoke is dead. And the third one who's in the chocolate syrup, happy, that's right, but almost dead. Happy, but almost dead, yeah. (laughs) And of course, the the fourth worm that's in this beautiful soil, you know, rich, is thriving. And so she says, "So, so what did you learn from that, right? And so there's Maxine in the back row, and she says, as long as you drink, smoke, and eat chocolate, you won't have worms. <laughs> so this is us interpreting life, right? Is what we do. We, we sort of go about life interpreting it according to our thinking, according to our beliefs and what we want to hear. Yes, everybody sort of recognize that? Yeah. Like, when we decide on something, we begin to look for it everywhere, yeah. And so uh, we see life not as it is, but how we are, yes? That you and I are always interpreting what life is. So it's important that if we're stuck, if we're resisting, if we're uh, sitting in the seat of disturbance, that we could ask ourselves, what am I making this mean? this being life or a circumstance. What have I made this mean? Because you and I are making meaning every day, every day. 
And so today, this talk is about making room for grace. Anybody want a little more grace? Yeah. I do. My, both of my heads. There you go. Yes. Making room for grace. And so grace is sort of finding that in our surrender, receiving a reprieve, uh, aid from God. And grace is really um, a simple, beautiful word that really lightens our world. It lightens uh, the tragedies. It, it lightens this human uh, experience. And we're often rising into transitional times. Most of us are, you know, just wait a moment if you're not in one, right? The, the change is inevitable. It's, it's always here. And so grace can help us transition into a new way of being by in, inviting it, by allowing grace to touch us. And part of uh, what I know is surrender is a big part of that. Surrendering is not about defeat. It's about acceptance. It's about joy. It's about living life as it is, yes? Yes. And seeing the good and the great and the grace that is already there. So surrendering is about ending a struggle in our lives and beginning the journey of a path more wonderful than we can imagine. Surrendering is allowing God to be God in us. It's also recognizing that Am I the way of God, or am I in the way of God? Yes? You could feel the difference in that, can't we? And so, in the way of God is sort of this, I'm resisting what is. I'm resisting what's happening. I'm resisting life in life's terms. And so, grace is also this direct experience of the divine that's coming alive in us. It's this, this knowing that this source of energy, this infinite presence of all life, is always here. But it is our awareness of it. Whew, that's right. God is always here. All I need to do is connect to this. Yes? Yes. And so, I remember one of the stories out of, out of Jesus' teachings that you might remember as well, when he was out in the boat with his disciples, and he fell asleep because it was so lovely, and his disciples got all nervous because there was a storm coming. And, and they got so nervous and afraid that they woke Jesus. Why are you sleeping? <laughs> Something terrible is about to happen. And of course, Jesus awakened and he centered himself into the present moment awareness. And at the center of his being, there's a calmness that came over and that calmness resonated throughout and that storm just dissipated. Which is a beautiful metaphor for our life as well. That no matter what's happening on the external world, 
the comings and goings, the, the conflicts, the turmoils, that when we stay centered in the Spirit of God in us, that we can always find that place of peace. So when we find ourselves in those places where we're, we're engaged in the turmoil, we're engaged in the drama, we're engaged in the conflict, we've simply stepped off center, yes? We've, we've stepped into the storm, right? So we're the I of the storm, the I am of the storm, of knowing who I am comes from this presence that always knows, that is completely calm no matter what's happening out there and doesn't engage. Jesus said, be in the world, but not of the world. Don't get out there and start screaming back your truth. Live your truth. Be the presence. Be a non-anxious presence. So there's these four conditions that support a storm. A sense of separation, a misperception. There's usually this idea that there's competition and a, a sort of a sense of defenselessness. And so many of us are in that place of sometimes just needing to be right. There's, there's times when that's really a lot of fun. Yes? I love it, yes. And, and in fact, I've been married for 41 years. Wow, another number that's way too big. And so we still play with this, you know. We go, could I just win this one, please? You know, would you just give me this one, please? But I want to share a story with you that you may have heard before. And it's a transcript that actually happened from a radio conversation of a Navy ship with the Canadian authorities on the coast of Newfoundland in 1995. So it goes like this, Canadians say, please divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. The Americans, we recommend you direct or divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid a collision. The Canadians, negative. You have to divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. The Americans, this is the captain of the U.S. Navy ship, and I say again, divert your course, Canadians. You now must divert your course, the Americans. This is the aircraft carrier USS Lincoln, the second largest ship in the United States Atlantic Fleet. We are accompanied by three destroyers, three cruisers, and numerous support vessels. I demand that you change your course 15 degrees. That's one five, or countermeasures will be undertaken to ensure the safety of this ship, the Canadians. This is the lighthouse, it's your choice. <laughs> right? Yeah. We get to be right. We get to get stuck in, in, in being the, the righteous one. But you know, the master teachers teach us about compassion and empathy. Right? 
It's so much more powerful than demanding or having power over. I have learned that that doesn't work at all in leaders. <laughs> it's power with, yes? Yes. It's, it's power with the people, and Reverend Jane does that so beautifully. Power with one another. And so when we're in a storm, it just feels extremely uncomfortable, and there's all this movement, there's friction, there's uh, the forces of nature are just intensifying, and you know, it, it could be in our world as well, and often is if you watch the news a little too often. And, and pretty soon, there's temperatures that are rising, there's, there's blaming, there's uh, accusations, and voila, the storm, a hurricane exists. And there's competing needs and values, and there's misperceptions, there's competition, there's defensiveness, and there's a need to be right. Yes? Yeah. So somebody needs to be awake. That's you and I, yes? Yes. You and I. Letting go of resisting what is. Letting go of resisting the brother or sister that might be in our presence and be with and allow the grace of God to move through them. So making room for grace means that grace is already there, but the constriction is our interpretation of it. That they've said something to offend me, therefore they're against me. But that's what we're making up, yes? yes. They're just holding to their values. They're just getting their needs met by expressing in the only way they know how. They're not against you. They're for something. And so there's this beautiful idea of taking a sacred pause, that holy breath, <laughs> that moment when I am myself can't do this, and inviting something greater in us to take over. Yes? Yeah. And it can't happen unless you invite it. This presence is already there. But our resistance or the need to be right or to show someone who and what we are gets in the way. So the surrender, the holy and wonderful surrender, allowing spirit to be spirit through us and letting that peace of God within you be known, be felt, be experienced, letting the grace of God in you be known, be felt, be experienced. Because it's not the words that you share, it's the consciousness you hold, yes? Yes. Because you could say words. But if they're not embodied in you, it will be known. That's inauthentic expression. So being congruent with what we know means we have to see this soul in front of us as the Christ, <laughs> as a spirit of the divine, as one who knows.
and not as our enemy. And then we can interpret life from there. Yes? And it, and it can be a very different conversation. But if we know their labels, right? They're, they're Democrat or Republican, they're Jewish or Catholic, they're, they're transgender or gay, and we have an idea of what that is, then maybe we've already decided what they are before they even speak. So our work for making room for grace is surrendering to something magnificent that wants to happen through you and I, yes? And letting go of the story so you can get on with the glory. Whatever story you're making up. <laughs> and if you're a human, like I am, we just make up stories. The board has this sweet little thing back there with the baby and their degrees, and mine would say, Reverend Denise Schelling, MSU, make stuff up. <laughs> it's what we do. All right, so I want to sort of end with this idea of you and I want to be a non-anxious presence. I do. I want to be a non-anxious presence. And we could learn this from the eagles. There's a little story about the eagles that they know when a storm is approaching. And the eagle flies to the high, highest spot that they can find before the winds come. And when the storm hits, they set their wings so that the wind will pick them up and they will soar over the storm. And while the storm rages, the eagle is soaring above it. So the eagle doesn't escape the storm. It simply uses the storm to lift it into a higher awareness. Yes? So that's what you and I can do. If, if you find yourself in a storm, in a conflict, in a challenging situation is to ask Spirit, God, how can I use this to rise above? How can I use this life situation to express more of you, God? And if a storm hasn't hit you lately, don't worry, it will. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's, it's really here, whatever it is, whatever is before us, is for us to awaken. I believe that. Yeah. That we could use all of life's circumstances to express more of our divinity. Yes? Yes. And, and that's what life can be, is using life's circumstances to rise above. And so in uh, the Old Testament, it talked about there was a prophet, Elijah. And during the time of the great drought, he struggled with his life with the Israelites. And so he had gone through this huge ordeal of 40 days without food. And he came to a cave to, to speak to God. The Spirit of God said to him, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord 
is about to pass by. Now there was this great wind, so strong, that was splitting the mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind came an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Spirit was not in the fire. After the fire, a sound of sure silence. This is where God is. In the midst of the storm, in the center of the storm, in the, in the silence, in the deep calm. This is grace. This is the place you and I can dwell. So it's not the circumstances in our lives that determine who we are, but who we become by walking through them. Yes. So I'm so blessed to be with you here today, and we have a, a beautiful meditation. I'd just like to sort of close with a, a simple prayer, and then we'll move into that beautiful meditation. So close your eyes with me. Precious and Holy Spirit, we are so blessed to be gathered together here in your name. We know that this amazing grace and all these beautiful words that have been compiled are for us to have an experience of you, to be connected to this source energy. And so we call forth the grace that is already within us. Reveal what needs to be revealed. Heal what needs to be healed so we can glorify you, God. And that glorification is just means to express more of our divinity. We are blessed, grateful, and eager to express more of you in this earth, in this world, in this embodiment, in this ministry. And we do. And so it is. Amen. Thank you so much.